0: Hi, this is Devin Tarek from the Free Rooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of Ego, the 80s Geek Out. We hope you enjoy the show. to Ego, the 80s Geek Out podcast. This is episode 13. My name is Ian Clark, and I'm joined, as always, by the Mario to my Luigi, Mr. A. Bradford Anderson. Brad, how are you this morning?
1: Good morning, sir. I am very happy. I'm very excited that we're actually doing this particular episode because uh, this was an amazing step away from the old Atari days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, we are going to be talking about the uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System, and only the first few years, we're going to save, we, we decided to go up to 1987 today, yeah. and we will do 88 and 89 at another time, because that was sort of like the next wave, and, and started to see more advancements in the games at that point, so yeah, yeah. that is what we will be talking about, and actually... I, I called you the, Mar- the Mario, but um, you know, physic- physically, if we were going to match up, you were much more the Luigi, the, the taller, <laughs> thinner of the Mario brothers. Uh, so um, but yeah, we're going to have fun talking about it. We thought this would be good leading into the holiday season because obviously those few years, those first few years when Nintendo came out, um, the Nintendo games were certainly high on my Christmas wish list. And I, I assume so for you as well.
1: Absolutely, it's like once you begin realizing that it it caught on like wildfire in many ways. As soon as you learned about oh a gaming system, and then you got to see or hear stories of like yeah the the graphics are really amazing, and then you suddenly want to change everything, and and then the research begins looking at local stores. Um, Ames Kmart to see what options are available and then kind of putting your face up against the glass, like a kid on a holiday afternoon, <laughs> like well, I want one of those games. They're always locked away. And I, I know yeah. that was uh, something where, because you, it, when you physically were able to hold them and so forth and look at the box and like, you know, you're one step closer to getting the game in your system. But at the same point, you know, was it was always a magical moment to stand in front of any store's glass case and be able to see, All the offerings and all the potential that uh, could be happening for us.
0: Yeah, and it's funny you mention that too, being able to hold the box because that was super important. It's still important, you know. A lot more games are downloaded digitally now, right? But and and there's much more buzz, of course, because of the internet. Everything back then was word of mouth, but um, but it was super important to be able to hold that box in your hand because the box art on the front didn't show you. They wanted it to be a cool looking. Piece of artwork that makes you go, I have to play this game. And Absolutely. I think of things like, um, like Castlevania has one of the yeah. greatest covers of all time. That that oh, yeah. just super evocative, great artwork just makes you want to play. But you had to turn that box over to see those little screenshots of to show you game. what, yeah, yeah, what does the game look like because. Yeah you could have a game that looked super cool by the cover art and then you play the game and you're like, this is garbage.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and it's funny you mentioned that we're talking about the artwork because that, you know, some of the initial games were very, almost kind of pixelated. So you actually did kind of get a, a generic screenshot of what the game would be like. But my God, some of the, the the paint the paintings and the real almost comic book styled edge that they had on some like the like the the mid 80s games were just fantastic
0: yeah and um you were talking about the pixelated ones that was Nintendo's own brand and we actually used one of those for the uh, ego uh, logo yes. from from kung fu but yeah, you're right yeah. it did it did have a representation of of whatever character in the game right and i think that was that was good but it also set nintendos apart you yep. knew this was a nintendo brand game versus yeah. a third-party game
1: right oh yeah no and a lot of the, the third-party games definitely um and even some of those took some their artistic uh discretion up to incredibly high levels and it definitely paid off because a a lot of those games ended up in all of our collections so
0: yeah for sure so um nintendo really took a chance with uh, it was called the super famicom or just the famicom in japan uh and it was released there in july of 1983 they really took a chance because atari had just tanked so much yeah. and the the home console market was was pretty well dead at that point and I think I don't I don't know if I've ever heard many people talk about this but I I was thinking this morning that the the rise of VCRs and LaserDisc players in people's homes may have played into that because back then we didn't have multiple TVs in the house we had like you had a TV. it was the right. family Literally where the family gathered for things. So if the Nintendo's hooked up to it, well, right. you're not watching TV, you're not watching, you know, something on the VCR. So I wondered if the the rise of um, people owning VCRs and VCR rentals and all that may have may have hurt Atari as well because you know you've got that one yeah one item in the living room that everyone can watch. So
1: right, I mean, I, I distinctly remember that. Yeah, my household uh, in the beginning we had one in our kitchen. That's where we gathered for dinner and so forth. So uh my system was briefly uh, the original one was was briefly hooked up in the kitchen but you know the, you can't have that coming into conflict when you have guests over it's just a, you know too condensed of a space to have you know people sitting in there playing video games. so I mean yeah, getting the, the console as in our youth definitely enabled our parents to consider options like well maybe we need to get a second TV and the, and that just didn't always happen back in the day but you know some of those of us who were fortunate enough to, have parents that were thinking, well, we're going to have to kind of move you out of the central area and maybe put you in your room or put you in the living room at this point and have your own little TV set. That was always a, a bonus to be able to have that option.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I had um, a small black and white, probably whatever that was, probably 13-inch mm-hmm. uh, that I had for Atari yeah. uh, that went to the Nintendo at first, um, and I later – would save up my money and go to um, a uh, a pawn shop in Skowhegan and pick up <laughs> a uh, a 19 inch color TV. That was a huge upgrade. So that That's an upgrade. that was, yeah that was that was later on. So um so the Nintendo was released in limited quantities. I believe only in bigger markets like New York, maybe L A. In October of 1985, and it was sort of a test run for. Nintendo, they had changed the name to the NES, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, changed the color. Um, the Japan Famicom version is like a cream and red color, and it looks not really much like the the NES, and you actually, you know, slam the discs into the top like you like I, did the Atari. Right, um, right. But they made the deck uh, set up similar to VCRs, mm-hmm. if you think about it. You'd sure, slid yeah. it in and, and popped it down. Right, right. Um, so full release was in September of 1986. Uh, now I I don't know if I knew anyone that had one quite that early. Like so, when when did you get yours? I'm I definitely wasn't on the front end of it.
1: I mean I looking at most of the games you know that we'll be talking about, most of my games were had been out 85, 86 ish. So I was probably you know definitely mid eighties when I first got it, you know, and, I, and actually, I found a picture um, <laughs> on Facebook of me holding up to the games and I'm, you know, that was back when I was the early days. I was actually, I was wearing a tie dye on Christmas day, strange <laughs> enough, plus uh, holding two games, one of which was uh, the legend of Zelda. So um, I think it was probably, I got everything that the initial allotment was probably like the mid eighties uh, when I first um, had requested it for Christmas and, Santa was very generous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just to just to frame it time-wise, so so we're talking '86 when it was the U.S. release. Um, so we're talking middle school for you and I. we yeah, definitely. '86, I was I was 13 in yep. September of '86. You were probably just about to turn 13, or were yes, or no. you? Okay, yeah. Yep. So so yeah, so we're talking middle school for us. Um, so the first 17 games that came out in '86. Were um, some classics, and then a couple where I'm like, eh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but ten, ten Yard Fight, which me being a, a sports guy, that being the first football game, even though it is incredibly limited, that was a game that that I owned and and played. And uh, so just to just to set the stage for when I got the system, I actually remember the day because it was my birthday in 1987, and I knew that. Asking for it individually, I probably wasn't going to – nobody was going to be able to put $100, which is what it cost, because I got the, the set that was $100, came with two controllers and Super Mario Brothers. Yes. No no individual person within my family was going to be able to throw $100 at it, which is right. totally understandable. So I just asked for money, which I had never done in the past because I always was really fortunate. You know, my parents, my, my grandmother, you know – people really were awesome um with me growing up as far as gifts and i got a ton of gi joe and star wars and all that but this was the first time i actually asked for money because i had a very specific thing that i wanted so i got enough money for my birthday uh to go to kmart i remember it's kmart in waterville i remember standing in line with it the big box i had (laughs) oh yeah i had enough for the game for the uh for the system and two games and the First two games I bought were baseball and mock rider. Um so yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we'll we'll talk about those. But just so when I say when I talk about some of these early release games, I got yeah. them but later. So yes. um but, but yeah, 10-yard fight, a very, very rudimentary football game, but still a step up from in television and and Atari. So right you know, it was it was something. And then baseball was another one. That baseball game is still a legit good baseball game.
1: It really is. It really is. I mean, that was one of my first ones too, and that is a um and, and I had a few baseball ones over time, but that one definitely you know held up uh, early on to be able to have. I mean, the gameplay, yes, the graphics. We can go back and forth. It's, yeah, the, like you said, a little rudimentary, but at the same point, the gameplay, the pitching, that being able to strike the ball, pretty epic early yeah, on. Yeah, and
0: a, a good. Whereas football. Had to take kind of some liberties with the sport of football. I don't even think they had 11 players on the on on, for a 10 yard fight. I think it was like five or six on each side. Baseball could be pretty close to real baseball, like as far as fielding and hitting and everything was was really close. Definitely. Um, And I'm just going alphabetically through these launch ones. Clue Clue Land, not a game I had or ever played. Nope. Same. I wonder if I wonder if that's the case or if or if we, like we have any listeners that'd be like, oh man, I love clu clu Land, or if that's one of those that was just a big just a big turd that that didn't do very well.
1: Let us um, know if you did. <laughs> yeah,
0: I would be curious. I don't even know what that one is. Um I've heard of it, but I just I don't even yeah. know what the gameplay is. Um then you have uh, Duck Hunt, which obviously with uh, with the light gun. Uh, yes. Which I had yeah, I had Duck Hunt. I think I got it in a package one Christmas with the light gun. Nice. Yeah. Um Excite Bike. Yeah, I, I think that's one everybody played. I just Absolutely. remember loving that. I played that recently on my on my RetroPie. Nice. The good thing on the RetroPie is that that sucked on the original Excite Bike is you could. It was awesome because you could build courses. You could build your own course and then run it. And then mm. as soon as you took the game out, it was gone. Right, right. The ability to save <laughs> features. <laughs> yeah. So that that sucked as a kid, but now I have the RetroPie, which has save states. So you can, you can save. Yeah, them. <laughs> yeah. That,
1: that makes it a lot easier when you develop a really sweet uh, <laughs> uh, course.
0: Yeah. So that's a classic one. I think that's one a lot of people really liked. Um, golf, which I, I can't remember if I owned it or rented it. I, I liked it, um, you know, but I'm not a huge golf fan in general, right. but I tend to like golf video games. Did you play that one at all?
1: I did play that. Never owned it, and I think it was one of the ones that. Uh, uh, and I think we'll probably talk about the, the ability to rent uh, Nintendo games was something pretty epic too. And that was another whole um, genre addition. You know, kind of what we were talking about earlier about the uh, the whole VCR culture. Um, you know, because we back in the day, a lot of people didn't have VCRs in their household yet. So renting a VCR or a video disc or a Laserdisc player, um, you know, or, and now ultimately renting uh, gaming consoles and then renting a few games along with that for a couple days was was pretty magical early on.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Gyromite, which I think was intended – I think that's the one that was intended for Rob the Robot, which I never had. I never knew anybody that had the robot.
1: No, same here.
0: In concept? awesome you got a little robot that plays like you put the controller in his hand and stuff so like in con i don't think it worked like it was supposed to um <laughs> but um yeah and that's a game I, di- I didn't play because i didn't have the robot uh hogan's alley another shooting one i had that one i thought that one was fun because it had a bunch of different modes duck hunt didn't have a ton of different modes right so it was pretty limited but hogan's alley had had like um it had different ways you could play. It had like a thing where there was like tin cans in the air, and you had to shoot them and keep them in the air.
1: Oh, right, yeah. um, that's right, that's it, right. I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it had like the obstacle course type thing, like a, like a police training obstacle that's course work, where yeah. you, where like they'd flip and turn, and you'd have to shoot them, and some would be civilians, and you didn't. Right. You know, so, <laughs> so, so yeah,
1: Ho- civilians. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Hogan's Alley, I thought was was a pretty good one. Uh, another one I didn't play, Ice Climber. I I did not play Ice Climber.
1: No, same here. That one was definitely one that was not in my, uh, in my arsenal.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kung Fu, of course. We, As I said, we use, uh, we use a modified version for our logo. Uh, Kung Fu is a game I owned, and I played the crap out of Kung Fu. Great, great game.
1: Absolutely, that was one of my one of my early ones too. Fantastic game. Uh, definitely levels of frustration even to this day. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say it's PTSD, but I definitely remember some difficulty issues that I had uh, as you're progressing up the temples and the temple uh, and not being able to uh, you know defeat my enemies.
0: Yeah, and that one was. It's funny because some of these are ports from arcade games, and. Yeah. There's a handful that are better on the NES, I think, and Kung Fu is one of them. I, th- I think Kung Fu is a better game on the home console than the arcade. But yeah, you're right. Some some of those levels are hard. You get the, the yep. snakes that drop down. Yes. And, um, yeah. The the guy. It's like,
1: I, it's like you're you're playing Kung Fu and suddenly it turns into pitfall, and then it's everything <laughs> right. goes sideways. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: and there was some hard, there were some hard enemies too, not just the boss fights, but there, there was like the guy who like you'd kick his head off, and then he'd like roll up, and so there's there was tons yeah. of cool stuff, and yeah. yeah, very good, very simple game, like yes. it, you're, it's a side scroller that, and yeah. unusual in that it changes sides too. You go this right. way, then yep. the next level you go the opposite direction. Right,
1: it, it was kind of like a like a mixture. I mean, you know, kind of like what Donkey Kong initially was on the on the on the Atari, kind of going, you know, side scrolling back and forth, jumping over, but. Right. But uh, on this one, why it had I think probably special you know, being in our middle school age period, being obsessed with Bruce Lee, so this was as close to <laughs> sure. me as doing a Bruce Lee um, uh, gaming experience of having him kind of go back and forth. I'm like, yeah, and plus Kung Fu, I collected the magazine back in the day as well, so I, <laughs> yep. I, everything just kind of tied in, and this was kind of like the, the yeah, the cherry on the top basically of being able to play this game.
0: Yeah uh pinball was another one i i don't think i owned it i think i rented it not bad i mean pinball on an arcade system is is a little weird but but i think it was an okay game if i remember right um soccer i had soccer i played soccer quite a bit again limited obviously but a a decent representation of soccer
1: right it's funny because i i'm surprised that you know because i first and foremost am a soccer fan through and through but as a kid was um, played it played soccer but yeah you know, I also played baseball and basketball so I was the games for me back in the early on the early uh, Nintendo releases I was more of the you know it's funny the baseball uh, and the football but I never had the soccer one strange enough and I know you know it always I always looked at it renting it but for some reason I just never pulled the trigger to actually go ahead and, and play the game so that was a, a, a miss out on my part.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because I I wasn't a kid that played soccer, and I really didn't watch soccer. So it's interesting that I ended up with that one. That was probably a Christmas gift. But but the same thing with volleyball. That wasn't one of the early releases, but I did. Somebody bought me volleyball at some point, and it was a decent game that I played. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. When you're a kid and, you know, you have limited – you know, limited number of games. By the end I had quite a few games. Sure. You know, I had probably thirty, forty games at the end. But um you know, early on the and you'd play anything to, you know, just to enjoy the, the system. And soccer I remember being a pretty good one. Yeah, great. Uh here's another one I don't even remember this one, Stack Up. I don't know that. Definitely
1: don't remember Stack Up, I'm just looking at the little image.
0: Yeah, I'm going to no. skip over the next one alphabetically, and we'll talk about that one last. Yep. In the um, uh, Tennis, uh, again, borrowed, maybe, or rented, didn't, yeah, didn't own it. Yeah, not a bad, again, not a bad representation of, of the sport. Right. Um, wild Gunman, another light, uh, I, boy, I can't remember if I owned Wild Gunman. Um, that was more of a cowboy-themed one. Yes. I think it was very similar to Hogan's Alley, just cowboy-themed, yeah. another light-gun light. game. Right. Uh, Wrecking Crew, I didn't have that. Don't really know what that one is. No. And then, the, of course, the granddaddy of them all. I think yeah. one of the greatest games ever made, Super Mario Brothers.
1: Wild game. Yep.
0: <laughs> and I will still play that because it's it's still challenging to this day. It's still yeah. fun. It's still engaging. It's um, I I think it, just looking at the at the ones that we mentioned, Super Mario Brothers stands out out of the release, the launch games, stands out for a few reasons. And I think the biggest among them is it showed what the Nintendo could do because there is no game that I've already gone through on that list that has anywhere near the depth of Super Mario Brothers with the levels and the number of bad guys. And then
1: not only just the levels, but then, like, the secret world. I mean, all these things that, you know, you don't realize exist until, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about the... Uh, Nintendo gaming magazine a little bit that was something of, of great value because that obviously gave massive tips and tricks you know obviously being so far pre-internet and being able to connect with people like we do now um, in real time uh, digitally you know I relied heavily on my subscription to learn about tips and tricks and little things to be able to navigate in maps, maps too right and and you learn very quickly, you know, and that was, you know, a, a wonderful companion tool to the game because, you know, unless you're talking with your friends by accident and you press down on a particular thing and you're like, oh my god, I just went down something, like you're not going to necessarily know that <laughs> right. because the, yeah, and you remember very distinctly the directions in that came inside the gaming box were very limited. It, that was more yeah. geared towards how to work the controller, how to leap over like mushrooms and hit the stars and get the coins, but at the same point. You know, there's not a lot of tips and tricks, and and that, and and, and as it's almost like we evolved as the gameplay evolves with that, and you know, like you said, the depth of it, incredible, just how how wild, and you know, to be able to the the, the leaping ability, and then the, the it was just it, it, to this day, it's it, it is one of the fondest memory games that I have of, of playing with that system.
0: Yeah, it was just such a good game, and. uh so so many levels, like we talked about, so many different types of bad guys that you fought, yeah. um, you know, each of the castles at the end of the um, levels were different and challenging. Yep. Uh, just a yeah, just a, a brilliantly designed game and a game that alone I, would, I, I have to think is solely responsible for Nintendo's success.
1: Oh, I, I would have to agree absolutely with that. I mean that was, and they
0: were so smart to pack it in with the, yeah, with the system, Right,
1: because I mean, right I mean, off the about, bat you, yeah, starting off with a huge bang. I mean, a, a game like that is going to engage, and it, it can only go up for people's uh, gameplay level when you play something at that at that intensity.
0: Yeah, yeah, just a just a phenomenal game. Um, so that that was the the launch uh, list right, right there, and then they had sort of a second launch in june um of 86 when the um when it went into wider release um so i'll just kind of go through some of these i'll, I'll maybe skip some and if, if anything you know that you had written down or anything comes up that that I, I skip over let me know but um the donkey kong games all came out together um yeah donkey kong jr and then three all came out at the same time which is kind of weird uh, and, and donkey kong jr math Let's not donkey
1: kong jr math
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I I remember playing Donkey Kong Jr. on the Nintendo. I was never a huge Donkey Kong fan in the arcade anyway. I do like it now, but um, so I don't remember playing Donkey Kong itself. I do remember playing Donkey Kong Jr. though. Did you have or or play any of the Donkey Kong? uh, No, it's funny.
1: Of those ones, I did not have that for uh, on the Nintendo side. I definitely I remember do playing it on occasion in Waterville at our you know trusty. uh action, arcade, action family act, arcade. <laughs> action and arcade and i think they may have had it at, at in lavertiers at some point i was always fascinated when they rotated games in and out and like oh my god this is now here so but yeah i never actually had any of those four and especially definitely not the math one <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah me, me either fuck that um <laughs> uh mario brothers the original mario brothers from the arcade came right. out in 86 which is interesting because that was the precursor right. to super mario brothers but they were like hey people like these mario brothers let's Let's put the old one, and that's not a bad game. It's you know, right. it's it's a, a very arcadey game where similar to uh, with multiple levels like Popeye or Joust and things like that. But you essentially are you Mario and Luigi are uh, trying to get rid of all these turtles that have apparently infested the pipes. <laughs> I don't right. know really.
1: Well, I'm uh, just it's funny because I'm am reading the that you know the gaming descrip- description Italian American plumber. And <laughs> brother Luigi exterminate creatures. I mean, that is a great log line or a tagline for a movie. But you know, the the, the actual movie release of it um, uh, was not anywhere near as, as uh, scary sounding as that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Uh, there was the home port of Popeye, which I mentioned before. Um, again, not a bad arcade game, but I'm, I was never a huge fan, and I, I didn't play it on Nintendo. No, same here. Yeah, uh, balloon fight. I know that's a game people like a lot. I never played balloon fight. i oh. uh, it, and it was good enough apparently to put on the the little NES Classic that they released a, f- a couple years ago, which has like 20 games on it or whatever. And that was one that they chose, which I thought was interesting. Right. Uh, yeah, that was not one I ever played. Same with Gumshoe. That's no, one. I was like, right. Mm.
1: I knew what a Gumshoe was. But not <laughs> right. <the> game, right?
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, Mock Rider. Now that was one that I I bought initially because. Um, Mock Rider, for that's one of those that's weird. Some people are like, "Oh yeah, I love that game," and then some people are like, "I have never heard of that." It was essentially, it was very much like Spy Hunter, which is one of my right. all-time favorite games, where oh, yeah. you you were driving and you had enemies to shoot at, but you were on a motorcycle, yeah, um, and obviously limited by the two buttons of the Nintendo. One of them was your acceleration, and the other was your shooting, True. but it was difficult to keep holding the acceleration and shoot so i would wrap a rubber band around (laughs) the acceleration button and then just go full speed and just shoot when i needed to but it had winding roads and um like when you got towards the end of a um of a course uh you would see like the city getting closer in the background it was very cool yeah, yeah so that was what i liked a lot i don't i don't remember getting really far or even if it had an end game i just remember you went further and further and it got right the courses got harder i'm uh, just impressed I, that you adapted
1: to the game using a <laughs> as simple as a rubber band that's impressive
0: yeah because i just remember thinking how am i supposed to keep like do my thumb like this and like push with the side of my thumb like it was right. just so it was <laughs> like it was like yeah i get it but it doesn't work right but then they were the people. So that's the other thing that's kind of weird too. It never occurred to me. I've always held the controller, you know, like in like I know people listening can't see, but like this, so that my thumb on my right hand can go between the A and the B button. But mm-hmm. there are people that held it like this and ah, yeah. used their their index finger and their middle finger yes. to do the buttons. And I could not wrap my head around that the first time no, I saw somebody do that. I remember
1: that. trying that, and that it just the the level of discomfort of trying to get that correctly was not. It just didn't feel right. And
0: <laughs> yeah, and I get it for the buttons, but not sure. for the D pad, not for the control. No. You know, the movement that seemed very strange to me.
1: No, that, that's a thumb job right there. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. That's why we are we were given opposable thumbs was to operate right. a D pad. <laughs> Clearly, it's in the Bible. so yeah mock rider was one that i really liked uh urban champion i'm guessing that's maybe a fighting one i never played that
1: same no i did not play that as well yeah uh other
0: 1986 releases tag team wrestling i borrowed this one maybe or rented it uh i was a wrestling guy i'm back being a wrestling guy now after like 20 years of not watching wrestling. I watch wrestling again now. Um, but I was a, I was a kid that enjoyed wrestling. So yeah, wrestling game great. Tag team wrestling, not a terrible game, but not not a great game either. Did you ever play that one? That one was like a no. very Japanese style game. Very
1: Japanese style, and I and I don't even remember ever actually seeing it. You know, that was one of those ones that I think either no one. T- I mean, it, a lot, largely a lot of these games and are. Interest development in them was word of mouth. Someone either having rented it or someone knows someone who actually has. Yeah, you should try playing this. That's what dictated a lot of my um, gaming outside of what I actually owned initially was people recommending stuff like, yeah, you should really try this game. So, yeah, that one was definitely not one that I actually would have consciously gone for or remember anyone recommending to me.
0: Yeah, uh, that one was by Data East. They did a lot of great games. Uh, The thing I remember about tag team wrestling was uh, the – the characters were very small, which was a bit annoying, especially, at, like I said, when I started, I had a 13-inch TV. But the cool thing was it had good outside-the-ring stuff. Like I think you could even hit your opponent with a chair outside the ring and stuff like that. So obviously stuff that would, would be improved upon later. Right. Uh, other ones, Chubby Cherub, do not know that game.
1: <laughs> saying like, what? <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a, there's a bunch that were um, uh, third-party that maybe had limited release. Like there was a Muscle game. Remember the little Muscle um, yeah, figures.
1: I do remember the muscle figures. I don't remember the game though, but I remember I don't people having the, I'm looking at the, you know, the, the, uh, the graphic and yeah, I definitely remember those characters.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ninja kid. That's another one I never played. Same, yeah. Yeah. 1942. Great arcade game. Uh, I don't yes. think I ever played it it's on the Nintendo, but it's a game. Yeah. It's a great shooter. Um, one of the, I don't know about one of the first ones in the arcade, but that scrolling forward shooting style yep. of game, which yep. uh, of which there are tons. Uh, Commando, great game, loved Commando.
1: At this, you remember uh, that one? I'm, I remember it. I'm just, the the cover. I'm, I'm, let me click in here.
0: It was a lot like other ones. Yeah, no, okay, I do
1: remember it. I I just yeah. I don't know anyone in my immediate circle did you i mean did you actually own this one i don't
0: think i owned it i think i borrowed or rented it because my my buddy my buddy scott down the road had one too okay he and i owned a lot of different games and could swap them back and forth nice Um, i remember i
1: think people talking about it but i just never actually had the direct exposure to playing it so i mean that looks like it would have been cool
0: yeah just a a straightforward you know you run up the screen and there's bad guys to shoot and you're trying to rescue pow's you have grenades and um, yeah, good, good, straightforward, uh, game, uh, ghosts and goblins. Great, uh, great game.
1: I remember this one. I remember, I remember in the, obviously in the arcade, but I don't, never had it, uh, on the, uh, gaming console at home.
0: Yeah. I think I rented this one. I don't think I owned it. A super hard game, super ghosts and goblins, uh, or ghouls and ghosts. They had a couple different ones for the yeah. super Nintendo is notoriously difficult. I will put it on, on the RetroPie once in a while. And I, I'll play for, like, 30 minutes and barely get past, like, the first little bit of the. I mean, it's a super hard game. (laughs) Gradius, that was a game I owned, a nice Konami. Konami really crushed it. Konami had some great, great games. Yeah, they did. Did Yeah, Gradius.
1: Yeah, but that one, yeah, I do remember. Side-scrolling
0: space shooter. totally. Great thing with that one. And, and again, this just goes to show you how quickly companies learn to innovate by... With the limited again, you're talking a B and an A button, um, right. you know, select and start, which some, you know, right. some used for for sub menus and stuff. But Gradius had a cool thing where you could pick up all these power ups, and then up on the top part of your display, it showed what you had, and then there was a way to activate. You could let it power up. Like the more power ups you picked up, the further along it went on your track, mm-hmm. and then you could choose when to activate it. And so that was a really innovative system i think and a a nice way to give yourself more options again when you're super limited by the buttons totally yeah but that was a good side scrolling game i really enjoyed gradius one of my favorites one of the very first games i ever played on the nintendo i can't remember if i've told this story on on this show i know i've told it on nerd herders but at one point uh early on this was before i had a nintendo i had never heard a nintendo um my parents had friends that um, – it was it was my, my stepdad's friends that he would known forever since he moved to Maine, and they had kids around my age, and I didn't spend a ton of time with them. We would see them once in a while. I, I didn't have a ton in common with them. Um, I don't think they were like G.I. Joe and Star Wars kids, but at one point they were like, hey <laughs> – would you like to come have a sleepover? And I'm like, eh. And then they're like, we have the new Nintendo. And I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. But then, so the, there were two things that I remember about. Sure. <laughs> One was playing Karate Champ and super Mario brothers yeah, and just being like, this is amazing. So karate champs, a great game. But the, the big thing I remember is the next morning, they're like, uh, like we're up early. It's Saturday morning. We're watching cartoons, you know, and the, the kids that I'm staying with are like, i like, Oh, we got cookie crisp. You want some cookie crisp cereal? Oh. I had never had cookie crisp. We didn't get sugar cereals at my house. So I'm like, fuck. Yes. I want yes. cookie crisp. Right. They're, they're getting me <laughs> cookie crisp. I hear cookie crisp go all over the floor. <laughs> i don't think much of it because i'm like all right they're certainly not going to give me that cookie crisp right I my bowl of cookie crisp and it's covered in like dog hair uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> boy yeah the day i have
0: i have not had cookie crisp before after or since
1: <laughs> I, I don't blame you yeah there's something about yeah dog hairs and cookie crisp that just doesn't taste right together
0: uh. <laughs> But, um, but Karate Champ, I liked Super Mario Brothers. We played that, you know, at that sleepover. But Karate but, Champ was the one where I was like, this is awesome. Because, again, the limitations of the B yeah. button and A button, but they gave you like up and down and all these combinations to do yeah. kicks and punches. And it was a one versus one game, which was great. Just a, did you own Karate Champ? That was one I got early on.
1: I I didn't have it, but that was one I know I rented because i um, I think you know there was a lot of chatter about it amongst us. So I'm like, yep, that sounds like one I definitely have to play. I'm definitely super entertaining uh, and early on, you know, w- you know predecessors to other great games that were were to come using martial arts. Anything as it evolved relating to martial arts it was something I definitely was 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 connecting with and hooking into.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I like that one a lot um next one on the list is one of my all-time favorites trojan but a lot of people don't know this one do you do you know trojan oh, no i don't remember this so trojan i guess was an arcade one i had never seen it in the arcade i've played no. on my on my cabinet i've played the regular this is another one where i prefer the nintendo version right uh side scrolling beat 'em up fighter you have a it's post-apocalyptic it's really cool you've got like magic and mutants and stuff but then okay. there's like burned out cars it had really good graphics and you walk along, and you have a sword and a shield. Cool thing was, one button for the shield actually puts your shield up to defend. The right. other button slashes uh, with your sword. So you, you know, side scroller like I said, and you just go through and fight these enemies. And then at the end, there was a like a boss fight. Um, and you could get power ups that were like super boots so you could grab, make you jump higher. Right. Really simple, straightforward game, but I loved that game, and it had a two-player mode where you could just fight Sword and Shield against each other. Oh, so, nice. yeah, I loved that one. That was a Capcom game. Really, really liked that one. But it's it's not. I wasn't surprised that you hadn't heard of it because right. it is one of those where I loved it, but I've I've run into other people that are like, I don't know that
1: game. Right. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, that looking at the gra- like the 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 graphic of it, I remember seeing that but just it just never connected with me so yeah
0: yeah yeah i like that one a lot i played that one a ton uh pro wrestling this was an, this oh, was okay. one that i owned and i think Same. even today holds up it's, yeah. a, it's a good wrestling game because much like karate champ they gave you options you do up and b and it's like a suplex you do this and it's a body slam they gave you options and they gave you different wrestlers to choose from that had their own moves right so yeah so it was a it was a good representation of wrestling and also of wrestling type characters because they had you know they had one that looked like Hulk Hogan they had a, a mask like luchador type and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I played a ton of pro wrestling I, I like that one a lot uh, next on the list is slalom I owned this really I was not I I ended up learning how to ski later like in high school uh, but I was not a skier very little interest in it I played the shit out of slalom I thought that was a super fun game. I had I it's funny I didn't
1: own this and being having grown up skiing just kind of the opposite of you I
0: you're wearing uh, a Burton hat right now
1: (laughs) yes right he's a hello um so I mean that in itself I mean I remember renting this quite a bit and I think somebody ended up getting it a friend or family member and it ended up kind of migrating back into my into my uh regular rotation of like yeah can I borrow this just a little bit longer thanks (laughs)
0: Yeah, it had some – like it was, it was literally downhill ra- ski yeah. racing, and you went through the – it was a slalom. You went slalom. through the gates. Three, it had jumps. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, could do, you could do tricks off the jumps, but it had some, it had some bizarre stuff too. Like you, you got to put obstacles in. So there were like snowmen and stuff. So it's yeah. like, yeah, okay, that, that's not real, but it, it, it makes sense within the game. But the craziest things were sometimes there were kids on sleds that you had to avoid that were sledding uphill. <laughs> That's
1: terrible. Yeah, and I. It's, it's funny now that you mentioned, I didn't remember that until you mentioned. But yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> How was yeah. that even physically possible? <laughs>
0: yeah. So um, yeah. But that was that was a fun game. Uh, volleyball I mentioned before, pretty straightforward, nothing special. Nice. I did, I owned it, played it. Um, rush and attack, Russian attack, which always sounds like Russian, like of course I, the 80s, the Cold War, but it's actually rush <laughs> apostrophe n attack. Uh, I remember renting it wasn't a huge fan it's a decent game though did yes, you have that one
1: did not have it but i remember playing it i remember playing it in the arcade and i think my cousins actually had that but now that's funny now looking at the name russian attack i mean how much more propaganda can we get <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Right.
0: well it's not russian it's russian right it's um, russian attack oh, yeah, Okay. yeah our song goes din- 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 din. Right. um <laughs> So yeah, straightforward side scroller. I think you start you're like an army dude fighting other army dudes. You start with a yeah. knife, you can get a get a like a bazooka and machine gun upgrades um with limited ammo. Decent yeah. game. Um yeah. track and field. I did not have track and field, but I know a lot of people liked these games. Track
1: and field. I remember I yeah, I <laughs> Another remember the Konami yeah, one. Yeah. That's the Konami one. And I remember, yeah, because a lot of their games actually, yeah, you know, had the same voice announcing what the game was. I think I remember I didn't have this, but I'm looking at the cover of it. Somebody had it, and I do remember playing it.
0: And again, another innovative thing where, uh, if I remember right, you had to push the A and the B together really quickly or alternate. So that was how you did speed and power and stuff like that for doing the field events. So, yeah, solid game. One I didn't didn't own or play a ton, but uh, we're into 1987 too, by the way, now. Right. for these releases another arcade port that i never played on the nintendo but is one of my all-time favorite arcade games and that's burger time funny
1: me not and i don't know what the <laughs> attraction was to it I, I see that now and i think bob's burger and i like bob's burger but at burger <laughs> time i do remember it being out and about but i just never played this
0: one it's such a fun puzzle platformer game, and it's it makes sense that they would port it to Nintendo because it's a real easy sure. game to you know. There's one button on the um on the arcade version to throw your your uh, salt at the uh, large wieners that are attacking you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a it, it's a bizarre game, but a very it's super fun. Like I love I played I played the one on my arcade cabinet yesterday uh i love burger time it's um you you run across these all these ingredients for the burgers and they drop down a level and then at the very bottom they form an entire burger and you've got these giant eggs and um uh hot dogs chasing you and uh yeah it's bizarre but it's it's super fun too
1: it's bizarre fun and yet slightly terrifying <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly yeah and i remember it had a very memorable uh, commercial too uh that came out but um uh, up next on the list is one we've already talked about. I think one of the greatest games ever made. The Absolutely. original Castlevania from Konami, yep. May 1987 release.
1: Iconic. Many many Saturday mornings were spent sc- p- friends side by side coaching one another. All right, dude, you take a break. Like you were saying before about the whole <laughs> cereal thing, dude, go get cereal. We'll hold. We'll we'll. <laughs> We'll hold for a second here while you do that because we need everyone watching over everyone's shoulder. Yeah, this was a Saturday morning icon icon game that brought friends even closer together. There's no question about that.
0: Yeah, just um, brilliantly designed. uh, Again, like Super Mario Bros., levels upon levels, um, getting harder and harder as you went, very varied enemies, um, Ah. incredibly thematic, like the whole horror You know, Dracula uh, genre, really well represented. You've got all these different creatures that you fight, like from Frankenstein to Medusa to the mummy, um, even like Gilman type creatures popping up out of the water, zombies, bats, um, just a a really, really well thought out, well designed game that has a ton of replayability. Uh, I've loved the series itself is great. Castlevania Symphony of the Night for – the PlayStation, oh, nice. probably my all-time favorite game. Um, it's a so so Castlevania. Obviously, the first one started everything. Uh, I think I got that for Christmas in '87 because May '87 I didn't have my Nintendo yet, mm-hmm. um, but for Christmas that year, I, I, I think that's when I got Castlevania because I think that was one of my early games that I had. Oh, but okay. um, so good, and that artwork again, that that oh, artwork yeah. is just so evocative and just a cool different take on a very traditional side-scrolling thing. You you throw right. in the horror genre, which right. I don't think anybody had done, at least not in a side-scroller, and then you throw in, oh, he's not going to be armed with, like, um, a gun or anything. Yeah, or anything else,
1: plane you know, thrower, yeah a yeah. Non-traditional weapons of – it was a, definitely a period piece, too. I mean, you, yeah. you're being put in a world, an environment that is, you know, kind of gauntlet-esque but scary at the same time because you're going yes. up against – just this wide cache and a range of, of demons and, and, and monsters, and that just mixing those two, a gaming experience plus horror, is very cool.
0: Yeah, and again, an innovative way to use other weapons, because you got the yes. sub-weapons, the axe and the, the yeah. throwing daggers and all that, and you'd push up and hit one of the other buttons to activate them, which was, again, very simple but very effective. Right. Just Yeah, just a, a brilliant game. That's probably in my top ten all-time of the. Even though, obviously, we've had such amazing innovations with, with new games over the years, but right. that game is still playable, and that's, you know, you can't say that about, about a lot of the games. No. Uh, up next, I carry Warriors. Did not own it, but my buddy Scott down the road did, and it was awesome because it was a two-player co-op. I remember this game. Did not own it same, but definitely remember playing it. Yeah, so again, very much like Commando, uh, you go. Screen, you shoot it did it had a couple of innovations that took it way beyond commando first off co-op like i said you and your buddy could play at the same time um this one like konami games with the famous konami code this one had a code where you could get extra lives um a secret code and i remember that stuff blowing my mind when you could <laughs> actually like tell the game to do something by putting right. in codes um but i carry warriors had co-op which was awesome it had an eight directional shooting which I don't think any games had done on the NES before, and you could get inside the tanks and drive the tanks and shoot with
1: them. Right, yeah, right, right, right.
0: Yeah, super fun game. That's one, um, it doesn't hold up well. I have played it recently. Um, It's still fun, but not, like, I remember this one being like, oh, man, this game is amazing. Um, (laughs) Had great artwork, too. Um, Next one on the list I have never heard of. It's called Athletic World.
1: No, I don't know.
0: No, no, idea. I wonder if it's a bunch of game, like sports games, on it. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, another of my favorites. I remember playing as a kid. I remember beating as a kid, and I remember it being super hard. Kid Icarus.
1: Remember it? I remember the difficulty level, and that's another one of the games, kind of like Kung Fu. Where there's frustrations there that I don't want to talk about live. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I think if I remember right, the, the real frustrating thing about Kid Icarus was it was an upward scrolling game, and yeah. it was one of those where if you fell off a platform up high, you could end up falling quite a ways. Yes. And essentially losing the progress you had just made over the last five minutes. Yep. Which, frustration level, that's pretty high on a video yes. game. <laughs> um, but a good game, again, very varied with the. Bad guys. I remember there's the eggplant wizard that turns you into an eggplant. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> you could get different weapons. I remember having to get the mirror to fight Medusa. So from a almost like an early RPG type game, really, because it, um, you know, it had all these cool things that you could use against certain um, enemies, and and a very well designed game. But I just remember it being super hard. Uh, up next, Mighty Bomb Jack. Never played it. Don't no, really know yeah. much about that one. Next, though, another – this one, Mighty Bomb Jack, was by Tecmo. This next one also by Tecmo. They did a bunch of my favorite games too. Rygar, right. a, uh, an arcade port. I've never played a – well, I don't want to say never. I think I've tried it. I, don't, I haven't played a ton of the arcade. But this is a game that I had on the Nintendo, and I really liked this one. Did you have this one?
1: I did not have this one, but I'm just – I'm looking at the artwork. I definitely recognize it. Um, and it's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm just – as we're going down these the list of looking at some of the artwork here – I'm amazed that there weren't lawsuits <laughs> uh, <laughs> against, like, because, like, you know, I'm looking at Akari Warriors again, and that was definitely, I mean, that's pretty much Rambo on yes. the front of that. Um, uh, Rygar, I'm looking at that. That looks like any one of the barbarian movies from the early '80s, basically. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm surprised there wasn't a lawsuit associated with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. But a that's... cool, a, a cool weapon he had, like a disc thing that shot out. For yeah. His arm. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, good enemies, fun, like, side-scrolling type game, and you could climb things and go indoors, but I do remember a huge frustration with this game. No save system, no mm-hmm. code, so you just put it on and played. But like Super Mario Brothers, you know, there, there were other games that were like that, but... Right. Section Z, that was a game that I had. I really enjoyed it. Uh, kind of a different type of game. Did you ever play that one?
1: I did play it, didn't own it, though. I, I remember it, though, yeah.
0: Yeah, r- real quick, we got a ton to get through, so I don't want, we don't need to talk about everything in depth. But Section C had a cool thing where you kind of floated through space and you shot in different directions as um – these creatures came at you, and then at the end of each, um, there were two doors. There was, like, an upper portal and a lower portal, and you picked which one, and it would port you to a different level. And right. sometimes it would jump you way in I actually had a notebook with, like, okay, level one, top one takes you to level five. Bottom one takes you to level seven, you know, nice. so I actually had that mapped out. So I remember really liking that game. Right, yeah. Uh, Solomon's Key, never had it, never played it. Same. Mm-hmm. Arkanoid, that's a um, an arcade port, never played it. Uh Athena. I don't even know what that one is. Elevator Action. Now, this is one of my favorite arcade games. I don't think I've ever played the Nintendo version, but it's a pretty easy one to port over. What about you for that one?
1: I remember playing this in the arcade, didn't play it actually in in
0: uh on Nintendo. Yeah, so good good arcade game. NES game's probably decent.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at the the uh, the, the graphic and I, I dis- distinctly remember the con the the gaming console at the uh, at the uh, family arcade.
0: Yeah, uh, Legend of Cage, I had that one. Cool, Kung Fu Ninja Type One. You could throw use throwing stars. You had like blades that you could whip around. I
1: remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, very. Um, had great uh music and um. Yes, it did. That's yep. that's you mentioned that
1: the music totally.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I played that one a lot. I liked that one and then we've got two huge ones coming oh, yeah up next so first up is metroid that's fine again one of my top time top 10 of all time the original metroid is so good um owned owned it i think i got it the same year that same christmas um 87 it came out in august of 87 right um talk about deep games holy
1: cow <laughs> very intense very intense game
0: and just all the different weapons, like the being able to turn into a ball and use yeah. the bombs. Um, you know the the music in that game is iconic. I think. Um, I absolutely agree. Yeah, just such a good game. Um, and then, you know, again, we'll talk about the the Nintendo Magazine, but there was also that black book that came out mm-hmm. that had like all of the maps and everything. And Um, That's so iconic. I had that. I think I had that still in college, and now I don't know what happened to it, and it's unfortunate because that that book is worth a lot of money. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to go grab it. I would like to have it because I'm playing through some of these games again on the RetroPie. I looked on eBay and I was like, $100? Oh, my Uh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just use the Internet. Um, But, but yeah, Metroid was was just super deep, so many levels, all these different ways that you can go, secret areas that you could get to. um,
1: Yeah, that was like a major gaming advancement, another one where they kind of upped the levels of what you can experience, uh, you know, on the home front.
0: And that was the first one I remember having a code that you had to write down too.
1: Yeah, um, you right, yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, just an amazing game. Obviously, it's gone on to have a bunch of other um, spin-offs and, and sequels on other platforms. Um, just the the secret of learning that if you if you beat the game and got like the best ending, uh, there were multiple endings. First of all, which was that's right, crazy. yeah, mind blowing. But then you could. She takes her spacesuit off, and you can see that it's a woman. And you could play as her on another run through, which was amazing. That's right. Yeah, which I had never seen anything like that before. So that was really cool. And then yeah. next, August twenty second, nineteen eighty seven, arguably the greatest game on this console. Yes, uh, the Legend of Zelda.
1: Oh my God. Yep, hands down. Uh, this this tied everything together for those who were playing the early role-playing of Dungeons & Dragons. I mean, this was just an incredible, incredible game. Visually, gameplay, it was just stunning. I still see it today. I still see all the enemies. I still see the burning <laughs> bushes blowing up rocks, going into underground storage facilities. I still remember Ganon. I remember it all.
0: Yeah, and I so when the NES Classic came out a couple of years ago, I played through legend of zelda again literally for the first time since i since i played it as a kid wow um and one of the things that struck me is that um this is probably the first quote unquote not truly open world but you didn't have to do the dungeons in order you could you could do them now certainly some it's like well you can't get to this one without the raft or whatever but but you were not bound to and certainly they got harder but you were not bound to a specific order which right oh i mean because
1: and 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 just the the map the 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 breadth and the width of the map basically was incredible of how you could just zigzag your way up and then obviously you would see the the various obstacles like you said the river how am i going to get across that well you need a raft and then you have to figure out how do i get the raft how do we build the raft so yeah brilliant yeah yeah. and
0: and, and I think the first one that I remember with a sub menu where you got into it to select those things the torch, or sorry, the candle, you know, the yes. um, yeah, blue yeah. candle, red candle, the ladder, the raft.
1: You right. had to
0: go in and select those. Um, right. Yeah, just very, very much a d type game, an adventure game. Tons of cool bad guys, tons of secrets. The level design of the dungeons was really cool. Um right. yeah. The the bad guys in the dungeons were and and the bad guys had different ways to beat them too like there's the right. the big dinosaur thing in one of the early dungeons you have to have bombs to beat them yes um,
1: and, and I mean, some of those using like being able to push rocks and stones having to blow up rocks and stones to create a cave to go in I mean it was just so the level of detail you know burning a bush to you know and then knowing that's how you go into this part of a forest yeah it was it was incredible.
0: And it also had crazy things, too. Like, do you remember the repeating forest that you could get into? There's there's a screen that would continue to repeat unless you went out – I think it's at the bottom. You have to leave at the bottom.
1: I do remember that. Yes. Oh, my God. I forgot about that completely.
0: Yeah. So just, just real innovative things that push the envelope for – um. and I believe that was the first game with a battery because I remember you had three save slots.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah You're right.
0: Yeah. So – um. And collecting more heart containers to so your life would improve, and right. you know finding the the fairy at the um the lake that would re- replenish your life. Um, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The so bless- many secrets. The
1: blessing of finding her.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> just an amazing amazing game. It obviously has gone on to great success with um right. a ton of sequels, even new games. Um, Breath of the Wild for the the newest one for the uh, for the Switch is just a stunning game. It's nice. Just a, yeah. So, but yeah, Legend of Zelda really—that's—that's got to be on the Mount Rushmore of of home video games. Zelda's got to be up there. Definitely. Um, there's some others we can go through real quick because there are not really any a lot of notable ones. 3D Battles of World Runner. Never even heard of it. No. Deadly Towers. I bought. I played through. I finished. It is known to be not a good game. Um, it um. It was hard, uh, and it was, but it was a fantasy type game, so it was up my alley. But yeah. um, and I remember finishing it, but I, I've never revisited it. <laughs> um, double dribble, another Konami sports game with a double dribble. Double that's, dribble, that's, yeah. Said yeah. the name when you um when you turned it on. Great basketball game, really. Super
1: great. basketball game, yeah. It's like yeah. I don't even remember ever really missing a shot. I mean, you could shoot from like, <laughs> extreme, like almost. I remember. Winning games, shooting three quarter court and scoring a three pointer. Yeah, that was a wild game that had. It made you a better basketball player in the digital world, but not in reality because it's like <laughs> no one could ever shoot that far and put it in that consistently.
0: Yeah, and I just remember the um the noise for a long three pointer. Be like,
1: yep.
0: <laughs> and then that noise when it hit. First game yes. I remember with uh, cut scenes where for like a slam dunk, you it would yes. show you a. Go yeah. in and show you a cool graphic.
1: Like a cool graphic still of the of the dunk happening. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And
0: That's different cool. dunks. There were like three different dunks, and I think yes. it varied by where you shot from. Yes, was, definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Load Runner, never played it. Um, no. Raid on Bungling Bay, same thing, never played it. Uh, Ring King, decent boxing game. Yeah. Um, you know, I think by the time I played Ring King, I had played Mike Tyson's Punch Out. So yeah. even though Ring King's a better representation of real boxing, um, I didn't I didn't play it a ton. Uh, Spy Kid never played it. No. Uh, Spelunker same thing, never played it. Spy Hunter huge fan of the arcade game. I right. owned and played the NES game, but it's it's inferior um, to the <laughs> arcade one, but still decent. Um, Squoon. No idea. No idea. Sure. <laughs> Stadium events. That's another one by Human Entertainment, which is a strange name for a company.
1: Yeah, that's very um, odd. In fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're, uh, they had a less successful um, parent or, or a side company uh, that was just Pets Entertainment that did not take off. Um, <laughs> Star Voyager. Never heard of it. No. Stinger. I think is a shooter. I don't really know that one. It's another Konami one that I don't know. Um, we're into September now. Tiger Heli. Mm,
1: no, I vaguely remember
0: bits of this, yeah. but it now Yeah. Uh, Winter Games, um, didn't play that one much. Alpha no. Mission, never heard of. Lunar Pool, never heard of. Um, another big one, though, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Oh, yeah. October of 87. This one, I had this one fairly early on. Maybe, maybe Christmas. I probably made out pretty well that, that Christmas of 87. <laughs> Clean house. Um, saying (laughs) yeah um loved mike tyson's punch out played it a ton never beat tyson got to tyson never beat tyson
1: yeah i think i I, and that's another one where i uh even during the group gaming sessions on saturday mornings and sleepovers that was one that still to this day provides a level of frustration of having not (laughs) being able to beat him
0: yeah, because the others had a tell. Like, they had a thing. Like, it's like, oh, you know, Great Tiger, his – his the gem on his turban will flash, and then you know he's doing this. or Right. Yeah. yeah. Tyson – Tyson, I don't think, had a tell except I want to say something ridiculous like five, six, seven years ago. Somebody found something in the crowd during the Tyson fight where there's a, a someone in the crowd in the background that blinks or something and indicates when Tyson's going to attack. Can you imagine that 30 years later no. somebody finding a hidden thing in a game?
1: That's terrible and genius <laughs> at the same time. It's like it's like no, it's like yeah, you know, one of the nefarious, you know, game developers in the, in the present it's like nobody will be able to defeat this guy. We'll create <laughs> one game that will frustrate every child on the planet and then we're going to insert like a, a little easter egg of yeah somebody uh in the audience uh in the crowd blinking and that tells you when you know you gotta defend and yeah that's, <laughs> that's insane to me
0: yeah it's like well we're gonna make it super hard but we gotta make it somewhat fair so we'll put this person <laughs> right. but i thought that was insane that it took that long for somebody to find it find
1: that um, yeah that
0: but a great of, game yeah yeah great game the the characters were cool and memorable um mm-hmm. You know, I, I just remember playing one time – I think I must have been staying at my grandparents' or something, and I brought the Nintendo because they didn't – it wasn't like they had one there. Um, yeah. But I just remember one time playing Nintendo at my grandparents' grandparents and my grandfather, who was a like golden gloves boxer in the Navy, being like, how is that little guy fighting those big guys? <laughs> Right, like he's like, where are the weight classes?
1: He's, he's questioning the integrity of the, of yeah. the weight classes. Yeah, what? Yeah. Forget,
0: forget, that I'm, forget that I'm fighting a guy that looks like a hippo. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, great, great game. Tons of replayability. I'll still bust this one out once in a while. Um. Rad Racer. Uh, played it. Didn't I think it didn't have 3D glasses? Was that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, or? I
1: didn't have this one either. But yes, I think it had the the add on of
0: that a yeah, pretty straightforward racing game, which I've never been a huge fan of. There's some that I like, but it's not a genre that I'm crazy about. Um, Zanac, uh, don't mm-hmm. even know what that one is. Breakthrough, I think that's a puzzle port from the arcade. Uh, Goonies 2, which is weird because I don't think Goonies 1 came out. <laughs> oh.
1: No, I don't recall seeing that.
0: <laughs> yeah, never played that. We're into November now. Uh, Jaws, never played that.
1: Oh.
0: Karate Kid, didn't play that. No. Oh. Uh, and movie tie-in games. Are yeah, it's
1: like we're, we're totally moving into the, uh, the, the tie-in with Hollywood, yeah. Kid Nicky. Uh,
0: I think people like that game, but I've, I never played it. No, same. Yeah, Star Force, same thing. I think that's a side shooter. It's a Tecmo one. Super Pitfall. So I played this. My buddy Scott down the road had Super Pitfall. Uh, I was a huge fan of Pitfall on the Atari, so that yes. one was the one I was excited about. Um, I remember it being okay, but not... Not great, because they did try and mimic some of the things of the Atari pitfall. Like, I remember you could climb down ladders and go underground and do stuff, but... um, Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, overall, I I don't remember a ton about it. Top Gun, that's a game that I think I must have borrowed from somebody, because I remember playing it a ton, but I don't think I owned it. And I just remember it being a fun dogfight game and almost impossible to land on the aircraft carrier.
1: Yeah, this is one I definitely own, obsessed with the movie, and... Still to this day, another one, PTSD of not being able to land properly, crashing in the ocean or crashing. Yeah, it's very frustrating. You know, the the first, I think I was able to land, it it takes a lot of finesse to be able to land your jet fighter uh, uh, on an aircraft carrier. But yeah, still to this day, I still have a little bit of an issue with not being able to successfully land. You know, this this was, you know, quite a step away from, you know, Johnny Nicholson's uh, dad had, you know, on his old Apple computer had like the, the you oh,
0: flight simulator
1: flight simulator exactly sure. so and I remember you know just the how cool that was and how basic graphics that was you're basically flying over this at least you're able to you know get into dogfights but then once you're trying to land you know there's a distinct possibility you're going to crash and die which is always frustrating
0: yeah for sure um so only a few more here, but there's there's three more to mention that came out in December, or sorry, one was November, but the last two were, were pretty good ones in uh, December of 87. But one that I want to mention, um, we've mentioned all of them, even though we've passed over some, um, is a game that I still really enjoy. I don't think I own this. Um, sorry, I'm looking something up real quick on the interwebs. Um, Side Pocket it's a it's a pool game super simple right. but I I like this game I think the the physics on the pool on the balls are right. decent um, you you have a cool it's cool it shows you like a you can move with the d-pad and change your angle of the shot so you can you can bank shots and you can do different it's it's still a fun game I actually really like side pocket did you ever play that one I
1: remember playing it never owned it though yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I still play that game. I, I really enjoy it. Um, great, great pool game. And, uh, there's like bonus levels of trick shots. There's like, um, one pocket is open and the other have like beer glasses on them. So you can't, you got to hit this one pocket (laughs) and you'll break the glasses if you hit the other ones. Just, just cool, fun side things. Um, and then we've got one pretty major one and then another pretty, pretty good one to mention these last two, December of 1987. I own this later. Um, but it is the very first Mega Man by Capcom, which is again, I, I know Mount Rushmore. You've only got four, but I know a lot of people would put Mega Man on there. Um, I
1: know they would, absolutely. That was a, what a way to cap off, you know, the the eighty-seven year with Mega Man.
0: <laughs> yeah, just a, a, again, somewhat open. You you yep. were able to pick which of the bad guys you wanted to fight. Now, s- certainly sometimes the cool thing was, too, you obtained whatever the power was of the boss. So, you know, Cutsman, you ended up with his, you know, scissors or razor, whatever thing that he had. Yeah. And you could use that against the other bosses. So there could be a, a specific way to go to make it easier for, for yourself, but you were not limited to it, um, which, was, which was pretty great. You could just do what you wanted. Famously has terrible cover artwork that looks nothing like the right. game. <laughs> no, nothing.
1: nothing. I'm, and I'm, it's very surprising that I mean, it's almost that the artwork is super primitive compared to what the actual game uh, and the caricatures actually are. Which I'm I'm surprised. Who put that out? Capcom. That's I'm Capcom. Yeah. I'm surprised they took the the easy route because some of, um, you know, based on what was coming out release-wise and artwork that was accompanying, you know, or encasing these games, that they kind of they kind of um took the easy route on that.
0: Yeah, uh, but a. A, a just a phenomenal game. Great um yeah. platform shooter. The the bad guys were cool and varied. Uh the character himself, Mega Man, very cool. He's got like a giant gun arm. Um yeah. you can do cool jumps and, and shoot with him and then you pick up the other characters' um weapons. Just a just a really good, well designed game and one that holds up. You can put Mega Man on right now and play and have a good time playing
1: it. Yes. <laughs> Agreed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the last one, also December of 1987. This is a game that I had. Uh, I've gone back and played since. It doesn't hold up as well, but I remember really liking Wizards and Warriors by Acclaim. Did you play that one?
1: I did play it, and the thing is I don't remember. I, I'm, I recognize the cover and I recognize the name, but I don't remember playing this, though.
0: Gameplay was weird because you're essentially a knight in full armor, but you're like jumping from tree to tree, and um, there were like uh, doors in the trees that you could go inside, um, and then uh, a bunch of different, you know, bad guys to fight. Pretty straightforward, right. and then your button, your button was jump, and then your sword, and your sword swing was very weird. It was sort of like a rah, like, it almost looked like a knight who had never held a sword. Before. Right, very erratic. <laughs> <laughs> But a game I remember liking I remember you know playing I don't think I owned it I think maybe I maybe I borrowed it or, or rented it but I, I do remember enjoying the game but um but yeah that that takes us to the end of 87 and, and it's it's fun I'm glad that we're gonna do 88 and 89 later because I'm just looking ahead and I'm like oh man some I of know, my favorite games
1: I really hit my stride it's funny because like yeah I had a small number of, of you know mid 80s like early 80s, Games, but i'm just looking ahead now and these are ones that i I had looked at when you know doing the research for today's episode and this is where i definitely hit my stride with you know games i was definitely had been saving up money um and you know i mean we've got some amazing games to discuss for a future episode like really important games
0: yeah for sure so good that's good i'm glad i'm glad we're i think this was a good cutoff point because um Certainly, oh, really? we talked about some iconic ones, but there's some awesome games still to come. Um, yeah, I don't even want to say them because I'll, I'll start. No, about no, them. don't. <laughs> no,
1: we're, we're, we're let people salivate as to what the what's next because yeah, you know, the stories and the Saturday morning uh, gatherings from those ones will will be as intense as they were then as they will be when we talk about them.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, you would wanted to talk about the the Nintendo Power magazine. I think we definitely should yeah. do that because that was. I was not a kid who would ask for a subscription or mm-hmm. put money towards something like that, but I had the Nintendo Power subscription.
1: And I'm trying to remember, like, I don't remember if, again, you know, taking us back to the beauty of Mr. Uh, of LaVertier's, um, excuse me, Mr. Paperback, if that's where I initially got it, because I'm trying to figure out how I learned about it. Someone had to have mentioned something, and then I did a little, re- whatever research existed back in the day, because you can't exactly... I don't know if it was mentioned in one of the – it must have been mentioned in one of the games or something that i gotten that you can – mentioning you can subscribe to this. And then this is how you do it. You call a number or you write or send a check or credit card. Back when we would send credit card numbers through the mail <laughs> right. uh, and a little cutout and for them to be charged. So I'm thinking that's probably how um, my initial connection happened to that. But, yeah, I mean, the, that, that magazine became – a staple in learning how to function in frustrating areas of games. It, you know, you're getting tips from all different angles, from professional gamers, from amateur gamers, and you're getting screenshots. So it's a really well put together magazine uh, that that worked in perfect concert with the gaming experience, especially for you know young minds. When we don't have like nowadays being online, you can hit tips and tricks and do and look for uh, little cues on how to defeat certain things and do certain levels. Back then, we were, it was either experience through playing the same uh, the same level over and over until you figure it out, or talking to your friends who were doing the same thing. And the third option was finally getting the hold of the magazine, which would give you that firm, uh, visual, written document of how to defeat a certain enemy or how to conquer a level.
0: Yeah, and it was brilliant marketing on Nintendo's uh, part because not only – was it helpful and made it and and made it valuable? So every kid that had a Nintendo wanted to have that magazine. Right. It was also an incredible marketing tool because you could be like, "Look what game's coming out! This yeah. game's amazing! You have to own this game!" Right. So,
1: I mean, yeah. total marketing. I, and that's that's a good point you mentioned that because there were some games I think that influenced my purchasing habits based on, "Oh my God, why am I not playing this game?" And oh, this right. is coming out. Uh, Christmas is in two months. Okay.
0: yeah absolutely yeah me too and um there's there's a great series on netflix a documentary series i can't i shoot it escapes me it's called one up maybe i can't remember but it's about the history of video games and there is one episode uh it's super well produced it's it's really well done uh they're about an hour each but there's one on nintendo Mm -hmm. and um and it's it's phenomenal and um something super fascinating did you ever call the nintendo tip line I i did not you did. I did. Funny, yeah, I
1: did. Funny. I did we, we, we did that once, um, and I don't remember how. I think we were recharged we per minute. It was some. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, it wasn't a free call by any stretch. of no, no. But I do. That's funny you mention that. Until you mentioned that right now, I had forgotten. We did. We did call that. Um. I don't remember for what game, but I just remember being on hold for a while, and it's like, you know, back, like, as we got older, I would equate the experience to, you know, waiting uh, in a phone queue for Ticketmaster ticket master operator to pick up the phone to buy your U2 tickets. so yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they get into that on the, in yeah. the documentary, and it's That's unbelievable great. how that worked. Like, they would recruit people, and they literally had to learn every game. That's insane. And they had these giant binders full of stuff, and it was literally like a call floor, like a factory call floor for like you know all those people that are calling you about your car's warranty expiring now. Um, it, it was, and they're sitting there on the on a headset, and they are play. They're literally when they're not on a call, they're playing or they're going into the game, right? And and like. It's insane that that's how that operated. But I highly recommend that um, that documentary series on Netflix. It is so good.
1: Oh, um, it out. definitely, yeah.
0: Yeah, but again, another one of those things where Nintendo's raking in money because it's yeah. like, it's like you know, I'll spend a few bucks to call in so I can get rid of, out of this stupid section in this game right. that I can't be.
1: Right, right, right. I'm, I'm caught in this vortex hell. How do I get out of it? <laughs> oh, let's put the phone call through. Yeah, that's, that's funny, yeah. I and mean, I remember, I think my folks getting, I think my folks... They greenlighted it, but then when they saw what the cost of that initial call was, that 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 didn't last very long. So, <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: yeah, I know ne- I never called, but um, yeah, it's funny because obviously now we have the internet and there are full walkthroughs for every game yeah. imaginable. Yeah. But it was amazing when we were kids because it all had to be word of mouth or right. you know through a magazine or something like right. that for us to. And and that was one thing that I really realized going back and playing. Legend of Zelda again a couple of years ago when I got the classic how did we do some of these things as a kid like I know I, it's it's amazing like some things I'm like I'm like I there were certain parts in that game where I was like how did we ever understand or figure this out because right. it just seems so some of the stuff was just so hidden or, or obscure that you're like i don't know how we did this as like 13 14 year old kids right.
1: no no and especially you know it all takes me back to you know like throwing the bombs at the rock formations to create a, a passageway or using your the sword as a as your kind of like the the to shoot flames to burn a bush right and then remembering okay well pattern wise this looks like from this from this area i could burn this bush and it turns out it doesn't have any effect so like all right i just burned a bush and nothing happened and
0: you had to leave the screen and come back and use the candle again that's what was so frustrating frustrating. yep yeah yeah just crazy stuff but again i wouldn't trade it for anything i mean just amazing memories (laughs) of, of playing these games and um you know just yeah that excitement of christmas and knowing that shape that shape that's wrapped right. up is a nintendo game but what right. what you know what game is it
1: <laughs> Right. No. and I, I recall a few like one or so over over the years make it into the stocking and then a couple wrapped under or they were wrapped in a larger box so you would sneak in shake the box like okay there's a smaller object inside a larger box it this sounds like a toy or a video game all right the, <laughs> There's a hundred percent chance I'm gonna love what's in here. <laughs> um, I just don't know. It sounds like it could be a, a square-shaped item inside another square-shaped box. Like, all right, this could be a game. Yeah. <laughs> Big days, good times. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. Um, so we're we're gonna uh keep with the holiday theme and things that were very important to Brad and I for next month for december and we're going to talk about something that uh i'm a little surprised we haven't gotten to already but I- i'm super excited about it um near and dear to both of our hearts very much very much ingrained in in our childhoods and that is the gi joe real american hero toy series
1: oh my god and um, this is this is one this episode this forthcoming episode is going to be so incredible uh it's my mind because I've been thinking about this since when we discussed the long term plan of what you know uh, topics we're going to be discussing. But, yeah, this near and dear beyond, you know, formulated aspects of our youth helped us adapt and enjoy military things and figurines and weaponry. It's just, yeah, it's going to be a good, good, good conversation.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. So uh, that'll be next month. But um, for this time out, I had a great time. I love video games. Uh, the Nintendo system. I played a ton of Atari, but obviously very rudimentary. And Nintendo was just such a next step in evolution of video games. And and we wouldn't have the consoles we have to, today if if Nintendo no, didn't exist. No, absolutely
1: not. Right. I mean, it's just you know, and then. You know, any any gaming console now it's it's like we don't want to take them for granted, but yeah, you know, like you said, the building blocks came from what we were doing the initial stuff on the Atari, just how kind of zeros and ones that used to be, till the actual being able to see characters and be able to shoot things on screen with the Nintendo series.
0: Yeah, everything we owe to the eighties. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Brad, this was super fun. Thank you. Absolutely, brother. Always. Thank you so much for listening. Brad and I will be back to talk about G.I. Joe next month. Uh, We we appreciate you listening and uh, checking out the show and hope you will come back for that. We're going to have a super time with that. Until then, my name is Ian Clark. I'm signing off for Brad Anderson and reminding you it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. been listening to ego the 80s geek out podcast with ian clark and brad anderson we are a part of the freebooters network check out the freebootersnetwork.com to listen to all the awesome podcasts on the network we also invite you to check out our sponsor geek nation tours at geeknationtours.com and interact with our facebook page to ask questions offer comments and critiques thank you so much for listening we'll see you next time